Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the terrific, the talented, the beautiful, the magical Therese. I'm like, what else is she going to add to this? Thank you. Thank you, my beautiful, darling, awesome, amazing, Rach. Uh, and a happy International Women's Day. Yes. To all the ladies out there, we got you. <laughs> so we were, before uh, we started officially recording here, you know, you get the little capture of what we're talking about. So I want to go right into, before we go into the topic, let's talk about hair. Let's talk about the hair again, because obviously, you know, you can see that my hair keeps changing ever so slightly as a work in progress over here. Um, and it inspired Rach to tell me what she wanted to do with her hair. And I'm going to let her just, I'm going to hand it off to Rach and you can tell everybody. Tell them. So I, every so often in my life, I go through a period where I'm ready to make massive change, massive, like ra- radical shifts. And it usually happens when I do that in my life, but it often starts with my hair first. So I went from long and blonde many, many years ago to very short and red. Um, And my hairdresser actually told me not to do it that way because she goes, it's too much of a shock. You won't be able to cope. So she cut it shorter and went like a strawberry blonde. And I went back not long later, went short and red, cut it short and red. Okay, do it. So I've had long hair and blonde hair for quite some time now and I feel like I'm finally coming out of, you know, baby, lay baby land and feeling the need to have some radical stuff happen. So my hair is the first thing that I'm like, what could I do? What could I do? So I've, I've found a couple of different haircuts that I think would be awesome and I've yet to go to my hairdresser who will be the final, okay, it'll work or won't work because she knows what will suit my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a bit pinkish actually, not pink as in pink, the color, but pink as in the singer. So she's the got the artist, know, the artist. So quite long on top and like the shaved around the sides. I'm like, oh, I've seen a few people with that kind of look. I'm like, I really like that. I really, really like that. Anyway. But, just, but wait, so then you said your husband was an obstacle. So I want to hear what, what is the obstacle here? So my husband really loves me having long hair and didn't even like it when I cut that few inches off last time. He likes it really, really long. But I'm like, yeah, okay. I can't. It's too much work for yeah. me to like, see, this is me cheating to get right. myself re- ready on time is to put it in a hat and whatnot. But for me, I'm like, if I could just cut it short, that would take like massive amounts of time out of my getting ready. And it could look really cool and funky and I'm kind of ready for funky. That's kind of what it is. I'm ready for funky. I'm ready to step out of feeling like mum right. and really step back into Rach. God, we must be up to 4.0 by now. <laughs> what makes me laugh about it, though, is that he has the haircut that you want. Well, almost. Your husband has a very similar haircut to what you're looking for. But I won't wear it the same way he does. He has a back in that little ponytail. Oh, dear. And he, I want, like, it. funky... I want it all over the place. Today, this side, today, that side, and up and yeah, I've seen some hairstyles that Pink does her hair, and I'm like, oh, it's stunning. I like it. She's got that beautiful mixture of you know kick ass, but also she's got a real soft side to her. She's very heart centered, but also got an attitude, and she's just this beautiful eclectic bunch of different, almost different personalities. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I really resonate with that, and I love her music and. 
at a lot of things she does. So I'm a bit of a, a fan girl. What if you were to try it, like do like the half shave, right? Like do a asymmetrical shave. Oh. And like try having it there <clears throat> and then go full or go full. <laughs> I go whole hug. You know me, I don't really go by halves. I don't step into things lightly. It's like, nope, that's what I want to do. Let's go now. Yesterday, even good. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it look good. I've, I've seen women. I have a, one of my good friends has that actually. She went like through a similar phase where she was like, I need to like express myself more visually. And so she has really long black hair and she's had it the, the same ever since I've known her since 2006. And she went in and she shaved like that side chunk out, you know, like in here mm-hmm. um, and then got a nose ring. But like, cause she's a Taurus. So she got the little loop right right uh-huh. there the, the the bull horn thing and she looks awesome I think she looks amazing um I like when I think about it now here's something this is like maybe TMI yeah I tell people <laughs> the amount of things you've said the, on this show really I don't think it's going to be TMI TMI any more than you've already done so go <laughs> All right, so TMI time for Teresa. We should have Teresa's TMI corner. <laughs> Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, TMI. <laughs> and then we'll just do a, like a whole reel of Teresa saying things about herself that nobody needs to know. <laughs> All right, so the reason why, I like this idea. I would never do it. Here's why I would never do it. I have a little mole <laughs> or like a really big mole actually under my hairline. I've never actually seen it. It's like one of those ones that maybe it's skin colored. I don't know. But at, even as a child, it's been there. And my mom, you know, remember in the early uh, 90s and in the 80s when they had those combs? Remember mm-hmm. the little combs that you would like put in your oh, hair yeah. and then put, pop yeah. in mm-hmm. and it would fold back? Oh, my God. Take me back. So oh. she would put those in my hair all the time. And I was constantly saying, ouch. And she thought I was like being dramatic. Like kid, my daughter is very dramatic about, you know, brushing her hair. But really she was poking that comb through my mold. <laughs> so what I'm saying is there's a, a traumatized piece of my scalp. <laughs> that does not want to be exposed. That I don't think I should expose to the world. Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> you, know, you were waiting for me to say there was like a hidden vagina. Yes, There's know. not. <laughs> Look, we've had poop stories and all sorts of stuff come out of you. So <laughs> that's really mild in the TMI bucket. Happy International Women's Day. I'm out. <laughs> poop stories. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I'm done. I am done for the day. Yeah, no shame. No shame. Feeling the love? <laughs> okay, now I gotta oh, read the comments funny. before I leave because oh, I'm about to like cry with laughter. You can't leave here. yet. We done. Been, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm out. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> Teresa's drinking some wine now. <laughs> <laughs> no wine, just water. <laughs> All right, oh, let's see. Uh, Anna's saying that my hubby wouldn't like it if it came home looking like pink either, even though her hair color is right. So she's <laughs> she can have the color, but not the style. Oh, that's funny. Hi. Hi, Troop D. Hi, Agnes. Hi. Okay, so, yeah, that was a total segue, but, and it got really weird for a second, but we're back, and, and the topic has nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing to do with moles and hair, but everything to do with International <laughs> Women's Day. Shh, don't say mole. <laughs> oh, we talked about it already. It's done. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. She's gagging me. <laughs> 
All right. So let's go back to, I don't even know if we can go back now, but let's try. Mm-hmm. International Women's Day. What is, what is, oh, there was a cut. There's so many different aspects to being a woman that we could talk about, but. I care. Like hair and how we look and all the good stuff. And someone else over here has a, she has a mold too and a beauty mold. Yes, it's a beauty mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's a beauty mark that no one will ever see, but I know it's there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So was there anything in particular that came up for you when we started talking about the fact that it's International Women's it's Day? It's gone now. Okay, so what's coming up for me with International Women's Day and why I think it's important to talk about it now is because you can really – I mean, I, I want to think about where we were last year when we talked about this, because I think we did have like a talk, a podcast before where we kind of mentioned International Women's Day and being a woman entrepreneur. But I want to talk about it more in terms of being a woman in 2018 and how wow. the tables are turning. Very, very different. And that's actually really good. I've got an example. So yeah, my mum grew up in a household where she was told she didn't need to do year 11 and 12, so the senior years of college high school um yeah she was going to be a house mother which meant she had to take care of the children and she needed to learn how to cook and clean and do all the things to take care of her husband that's what she grew up learning she didn't have she was not allowed to finish or she was not encouraged to she she finished a new term she was taken out um and she was never encouraged to get a job but she did end up getting one because she wanted money for herself Right. But her, her, um, she grew up with a foster mother. So a foster mother was very anti having her, um, didn't like her wearing pants. She had to wear skirts and things that go, like dresses that go down to, so, yeah, that's kind of an extreme even for that era. But, right. But the, the thing was, she grew up being programmed to be the good wife, the good mother. Um, and that was pretty much it. Now, the problem that happened in Australia was in the, early 1980s so where right now the the interest rate on homes is like less than it's around five or six percent um in the early 80s it hit 18 percent so it was massive which meant wow that it was no longer even possible to have stay-at-home mothers a lot of women in that time then had to find work so during that time my mum then took on a full-time job and two part-time jobs at times she was working from six till six every day. So leaving at 5.30 in the morning, getting home at half past six. And she was then cooking dinner and taking care of us kids, getting us into bed. So mum didn't, but the roles didn't change for her. She only added a full-time work role. And we were then in care for the bulk of the day. Dad was still doing just his work and he was learning, doing studies and whatnot to get better. But he never took on doing the household roles or taking care of us kids. So I grew up in a household where mum did all of the mothering, so all of the original mother role, plus being one of the breadwinners in the home. So my programming was that women had to be able to do all of that without complaining, Mm -hmm. without falling apart, without getting into burnout. That was what I learned was the bar. So now I'm deprogramming a lot of that and teaching my kids that it's now like my husband god love him is it's very much a team we are a team and it's not all left up to me to do the house or the the kids it's now a team thing so they're learning they're getting a very different set of programming but my generation seemed to have picked up and i see so many women that do the same thing because they were told 
programmed from old programming that they're the mother, they take care of the kids, they do the house hut stuff. But then the second level is you also now need to do work and provide, be part of the provider. So it's interesting to see the role and how it's changed over just three generations and the struggles that have come with that because the old programming adding new stuff and not really completely redefining the roles as they went through. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, my story is very different. Um, my story is, I mean, I, my mom was taught all that. She grew up in a very Catholic household yeah. and it was very much like going to college really was um, more of a, it wasn't required. It was a privilege. It was like uh, this, you know, like if you do all your work, it's like Cinderella. If you do all, all the housework, you get to go to the ball kind of thing. Mm. And, um, you know, wasn't encouraged to finish either. Um, and, you know, had a, a tr had me at a, a younger age. Mm. So while she was going through college, she ended up becoming pregnant and then had to drop out. There was no, you know, no support around have your baby and finish your education, mm. um, which meant that she then had to um, also raise a child and work and mm. figure out what she was going to do as a career long term, which pushed her into nursing. Mm -hmm. uh, so went through nursing school with two little kids and went through a divorce when I was very young. So was a single mom going through nursing school and supporting two children, right? A lot of like heavy, mm. heavy stuff. And because of what she was going through and because of the programming that she went through, my mom was very much a rebel in her family. So she rejected the programming all the time, mm. which ultimately set me free because I wasn't under programming, but because she re was rejecting it, she wasn't like teaching values, right? Like I wasn't learning how to cook for myself and I wasn't learning how, um, you know, I wasn't learning how to do the household stuff. So the weird balance around mm. this is having some knowledge and having the basic understanding of like what it takes to be an adult on your own mm. is key and valuable when the emphasis is that's your role. That's where it becomes misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. And right. So, but I mean, both of these women are are examples of how we got to choose, how we mm. made our decisions to be the women we are today. Yeah, Just like well, we're exactly like if my mum had followed the programming from her mother, it would have I would have come up in a very different lifestyle. In fact, I would have had to go to church every day and twice on Sundays and three times at Christmas and Ouch. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> Thank you, mother. So she, kind of, again, she kind of rebelled against yeah. what she was programmed to do, but she also learned, you know, coming through the, the foster system, um, she learned very much a lot about resilience and she just gets in and gets it done. She doesn't, um, you know, she doesn't trust people to do everything. So it's been interesting for me to kind of see all of that and from my perspective, see where that's been helpful, but also, you know, she's, she's, a lot older now so she's more in burnout and gets to burn out a lot quicker because she just can't keep going like she always did so it's really mm. fascinating to see you know that the different roles that women have moved through I mean right now being a, a woman in the, the 2000 and teens we have so much more choice we have so much more power um, and we've still got some ways to go in some areas too right but I what I'm really in awe of right now on top of our personal stories is watching the social story and watching all this um, 
you know, again, going back to that fourth density vibration of detox and polarity and things hidden coming to the surface mm-hmm. and just watching like the whole, you know, me too hashtag campaign mm-hmm. and seeing that open everything up, you know, to the point where I think my favorite moment of last year was, you know, Oprah saying time's up, or maybe it was earlier this year, timelines fuzzy there, mm-hmm. but right. Hashtag time's up. <laughs> God, I love that. I got goosebumps yes. when I saw that one. Um, and just this very clear and obvious movement of, of the divine feminine rising Mm. and women taking the power back. Right. And we're in a day and age where this is not just happening at the individual family level anymore. This is happening on a social, social global reformed or broken down it's amazing it's uh, it's fascinating to watch um and the weirdest part of it is it's complex emotionally right we're we're in this very complex emotional time and i think that it brings up complex emotions in ourselves too yeah well there's there's there are some pluses to the old way um you know, nice being able to, like for me, um, for quite a while there, hubby was the main breadwinner. Um, and it was nice to be able to have that space where he was the main provider, which meant that I didn't have to do as much in order for our family to survive and, <clears throat> and to be supported in that way. And I think that's what a lot of women are looking for is to have that support, but also to have the freedom to choose. And that's where it was out of balance for quite some time. It became, you know, well, I'm the provider and you will do you know, your job as the wife and the mother of our children to keep our house clean and keep the children you know, all pretty. I saw one of those things that talks about, you know, done in the 1950s, how to keep your husband happy. Right. You know, make sure his dinner's right. ready when he comes home because he's had a hard day. I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. No. I would have right. failed. I, I've already failed as a 50s wife because I don't do any of that stuff. I do cook dinner. Right. I'll, I'll do cook dinner. Well, or just the fact that we are allowed to admit as women now and we're supporting each other and admitting the fact that motherhood isn't enough. Not for every woman. Not for and it's, that, that's, that's not some, a general statement. For some, it's very much the pinnacle of what they want. And there's no shame in that choice either. It's just the fact that, you know, now more than ever, um, women are, you know, at first there was that separation and now I'm seeing more unity coming together. And I love that because yeah. it used to be, uh, you choose to be a mom or not to be a mom and the shame camps that mm-hmm. formed from either choice. And then it's, um, within the mom camp, right. You can look at the women who are, uh, you know, the motherhood Career is on. everything for mm-hmm. them where others are career oriented and though they love their children. It's just not enough to be seen as the nurturer just a mom. Yeah. and the caregiver, right? It, that, that's not enough. And the fact that um, we've had to go through in these little groups, in our groupings, little uh, shame fests, right? The back and forth cattiness. And I think that we finally started to move through it and realize that, you know, there's bigger fish to fry here mm. than, pointing fingers or judging or trying to justify your lifestyle. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as, uh, you know, that when you know you're making the right choice, there's happiness inside you and happiness inside those around you because the choices you're making are sustaining you. 
they are keeping you going. They're keeping you showing up and doing your best. And when you're giving your best, everyone else, you know, they're, they're benefiting from that. It's a soul fulfillment thing. We've talked about that before. When we're doing something right. we absolutely love, there's nothing like it that can light you up and make you feel alive as when you're doing what feels so good to you. Now, for some people, it is mothering and taking care of their children. That is their sole purpose and they love that. It's not me. <laughs> and when we say well, that it's not, it's not us, it's not that we don't have moments where that's oh, everything. Absolutely. You know, like there's time when uh, both Rach and I mm. take time aside and we're like, I just need to be with my kids right now. I just need to be mom. Yeah. And cuddle, cuddle and play and be present. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's I'm not like a... <laughs> exactly. More because I get the break and I get to go do the other things that also fill my cup and fill my soul. So it is not an either or. It's like, okay, well, I'm working out how to balance the two. It means that I'm not putting full time into my business, but it also means that I'm not putting full time into my kids. And that makes me happy. Right. I'm super right. happy that I've got the two to be able to flip between and be able to be able to do this from home so I'm not missing milestones like Jax is now walking my god help me <laughs> but right beautiful. but by releasing the self judgment right which is so we have self judgment first it's not judgment from others that impacts us so much as the self judgment that seems to get um validated by mm. others judgment right the only reason it stings is because you hold the pain inside of yourself, yeah. right? That yep. I'm a failing mom or I'm failing at my business or mom whatever guilt. it is. Mom guilt is massive. Mom guilt, right? Uh, and I think that women have, regardless of if they are moms or not, they have some form of female guilt. Yeah. I wasn't enough. I didn't do too much I, I, or I'm doing too much, right? I'm not enough or I'm doing too much. Yep but I think I'm not enough is the predominant wound yes. in, in the female psyche is I'm not I enough. So much. Yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I'm not, I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. There's a lot of, I'm not enoughness. And we, Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, I, I, ridiculous. Rach and I are, are working together on a webinar. We're going to be yeah. bringing you. She's mentioned it recently. Um, and it's about fear. And I was doing one of the exercises that I'm working on to bring to the presentation. And I was digging in there. And when I got into one of my core things, I was writing, uh, you know, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not. And I realized I was like, holy shit, it, all of those little, you know, adjectives added to it aren't really the reason. It's the I'm not enough. I, and I can find a thousand a hundred thousand reasons why I'm not enough. And you're not alone. Like every woman I know and men too, like they go through this as well. It's not. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this ongoing and we, we see it a lot. We see a lot with women because we, women are not always as we're community driven, but we're also, yeah. we often feel the judgment and the rejection from the community. So it becomes this push me, pull you type thing. And, so what we are seeing is there are more and more communities of women getting together, whether it's around business, around mothering or whatnot, that are now starting to really support each other in their choices. And I've certainly noticed that in the mums group that I'm in, that I, I would never thought I would stay in this long because often you see a lot of cattiness and judgment. And while there has been that, the predominant um, value has been we're here to support each other in our choices and to he be here when someone's struggling so we can hold the space or give suggestions and it's that level of support 
that makes the biggest difference for this I'm not enough because you realize everybody's running that same program and they think they're not enough. But when you're looking at it from the outside, you're going, are you kidding? You're fucking right. loving it. How do you do that? Most people are like, how did you do that? How did you get there? How, mm. how, how? Right? They can't even fathom what it took for you to be where you're at and you're sitting here going, and I'm failing and I'm failing and I'm failing at this because I'm not enough. You know, one of the values of um, our business, Spirit for Success, is support. It is a pillar stone mm. on which we build our business. And the beauty of our community, our success circle membership, is that's a highly supportive space. Mm. I mean, honestly, I love the fact that, you know, people are bringing, you know, it's, it's so encouraging to see people stepping out of their comfort zone and talking about their, their fear of I'm mm. not enough. Because as soon as they say it, there's like five people there going, I think you're amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And reminding them what they've done, what they've achieved. You know, it's something that we do on a Friday is to write down our successes. The reason for that is to to reprogram the mind to look for where you're you're making progress, yes. where you're doing amazing things because you are. But we find most people find, and I've I've been changing this program with my mastery group. You know, it's, it's so easy for people to write down all the things they're not good at, where they're not enough, where they haven't, um, you know, hit the mark. But to have them write the opposite, it's a struggle. So I'm going to put this challenge out to you. Like when you watch this podcast, no matter when it is, <laughs> sit down and write a big page. And I want you to go for at least 40 things Gosh. where you progress. <laughs> even I'm like achieved. I'm, my um, business mastery group, every Friday, we've been adding 555. So we, last week we'd hit 40. So we're going to continue to hit 40 because it gets easier and easier when you start to look at all the little ways that you're actually making progress, succeeding, achieving, because you're making way more progress than you give yourself credit for. And when you see it, you start to do more of it. I'm writing it in the chat right now. Excellent. So that, <laughs> so oh, so you write, down, you write down 40 things that you've achieved, things you've succeeded, like successes, um, anything you've done that looks like it's progress, it's progress. All right, let's do it right now. Let's do it live. Okay. Let's see if we can bounce some off of each other. So you give me a few and I'll give you a few and we'll go back and forth, see if we can okay. dig into smaller. Successes. Um, so I've been doing my meditation. So success, doing meditation. Here's the thing around successes. Watch for where you go, I meant to do seven this week and I only did five, therefore that's not a success. No, fuck right. that. You did it five times. If you did it. If you did it once this week instead of seven, that's still a success. Remember, you're looking for where you're making progress, where you've done something that you didn't have to do that makes a difference. So, yeah, meditating, journaling, they're my two big ones. And I knocked off a big to-do, one thing on my to-do list today that had been sitting there for a week. Awesome. So uh, for me, I've been listening to my body more, meaning like I love to do my yoga in the morning and I meditate and do that. But there have been a few mornings where uh, one morning I woke up with an extreme head headache. I tried to do my yoga, which is my morning routine that makes me feel good. But by doing the yoga, it hurt more. So I stopped, which That's is okay. huge for me mm -hmm. because I tend to push myself when I'm uncomfortable. Uh, and that's not always healthy. So stopping when it hurt was that's really important. Really good, yeah, I, that's a really important point because sometimes it's the not doing something like um, you know, choosing right. emotional eating. That's an easy one to do. But if you, one instance out of the entire day, didn't do that, fantastic, that's a win. That's success. That's progress. Win. Anything. You, you want to look for even the, the smallest detail. Like you might have 
something that you put as a success, but this, this, this big thing, which is a typical thing. I achieved this milestone. But what you forget to acknowledge is all the little things you did to get there. To get to there. Right. So exactly. Put them all down. Absolutely. Like another one would be, I let myself sing all the way. And I know that sounds weird, but I, I, and I'm maybe one of those freakish people who's watching myself while I do things. And I don't think I am, but I am very like self-critical in the background. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, you know, are you professional? Can you, are you a professional? Cause if you're not, you shouldn't be doing that. And that's a weird voice that goes mm-hmm. on in the back of my head. So I was like, fuck you. I'm singing because this song is healing me. Like I recognize that singing, even if it was bad singing, was healing me. The sound healed me. The the action, the activity of permission was healing. And that's a win. Yep. I uh, I just scheduled to do a webinar next week for my source for shifter, which I've been meaning to do, but I hadn't done it yet. So not and it wasn't just like me saying I scheduled it is one thing, but I actually had to go right. and alter the site, set up a landing page, set up the list, set up, set up, look, all this other stuff I had to set up, they now go on my list. So there's probably about 10 things. So you can see it gets to 40 really quickly when you start to. It does. When you start things. looking for little stuff, here's another one. Here's uh, this is from my Etsy life. Um, I really wanted to be featured like in a group feature. You know what? Do you know what a group feature is? So right. this is where, and you see these in blogs and magazines all the time. You're, they're all over Pinterest, all right. Pinterest, but they group products together that mm. go together, right? And they yep. look stunning and everything makes everything else look yummier. And I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of that. And then I read somewhere, make it your fucking self. You make the product grouping and then you tell everybody that you grouped. Hey, I made this and I'm posting it everywhere and I'm featuring your stuff. And I was like, <laughs> mind blown and I have the answer I'm like I can do I don't have to wait for permission again another area where I found that I could give myself permission that's huge Mm. so huge and I'm excited I can't wait to show it to you guys yeah I love all the things that she's making right now it's all infused with amazing energy and she's just so yummy sorry it's I'm excited I'm super excited but I, I mean ingenuity that's a huge Mm. thing now that is so uh abstract right how do you find your ingenuity well it's in those moments where are you telling yourself you can't is that true that's another thing you can put on your list when you've caught yourself saying i can't then you go actually i can how can i do that so when you've shifted your mindset um anytime you've done any kind of emotional work i know a few of you have been doing that lately that is a freaking win that is a massive success because guess how many people out there are not doing that work massive absolutely absolutely this morning i had to have a talk with my husband that i had to prioritize over my morning routine and my morning routine for me has become my sanctuary this is my safe space this is my how i heal my headspace when things aren't working i go to my yoga meditation journaling learning that's my little sanctuary Mm. and yet (laughs) i had to prioritize a conversation with my husband over it because that is what needed healing the most in my life, more than my sacred space. That doesn't mean I didn't do my sacred space, but I had to let go of the idea of the order exactly, which is hard. That can be hard to do, especially if you're an A-type person who loves a routine or you love your consistency. You, You can mistake consistency with showing up this way, this time, eating that thing. I mean, how many of us have done that? I think that that's just... Uh, a habitual thing, right? Because like, for instance, waking up, going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, that's a 
so ingrained, right? That you do it now. And when you don't, you're like, <laughs> you know, like, is wrong with the force. <laughs> exactly. It's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> but when you have the emotional intelligence to prioritize, right there, there's, there's a difference in priority there. When, when you feel something is busted or needs fixing and you can emotionally re- recognize that that's, that's the priority. Mm-hmm. That is a win. Just recognizing it as a win, taking the next step as a win. See, so you can get to 40 really quickly. So we'd love for you to share some of your, your stuff. Um, what else is on your list that you can celebrate that you've achieved? Remember, this is all about being able to notice and change the programming to see where you're actually fucking rocking it. So when you feel like you're rocking it and you feel like you're making success, guess what happens? You make more of it. You attract in yes. more that matches that. So from a manifesting perspective, the more you can feel successful, the more you can feel like you're making progress, the more easily you are motivated to take the next steps. So, and you start to feel your enoughness. Yes. Huge. Huge. All right. we're, we're already at one forty. Shall we open it up for questions? We've got a yes. question. Please put the question in the box. This can be any question in relation to what we've been talking about or what we've not been talking about in the world. <laughs> you can get as long as it's coaching guy. <laughs> not about the mall, though. We won't take questions about the mall. <laughs> so while we're waiting for a question, um, I'll just briefly do some community announcements. So I am running a webinar next week on how to do power programming. So for me, it's like ten times more effective than affirmations. I can't quantify that, but really. <laughs> oh my God. So I'll be running that webinar next week. You can go to source, the number four, shift.com. And on the front page, there is a link to be able to go and uh, register for that webinar. So that would be awesome if you want to come play with me. And over in my world, Spirit or School for Spirit, rather, is offering its first live class. I am so freaking excited. So, of course, you have to be in Washington State. Um, in or near Tacoma, Washington is probably the best location to be because that's where it's going to be. But I'll be hosting uh, my first live crystals class. And this mm-hmm. one is for the beginners, for those who love crystals but might not know how they operate, want to learn more and really get their crystals energized and working for them, then I have made a class for you. Um, so there is, I'll post a link in the comments and Rachel will post a link to her webinar in our comments as well. Um, but you can join that for $20, hang out with me live, play with crystals. I don't know anything more exciting in my world <laughs> than playing with crystals with people. Perfect. Such a good time. Those of you who are entrepreneurs, ladypreneurs, then check out our Success Circle membership where you get ongoing support from the two of us. So you've got access to psychic guidance and coaching, among other things, to master your mindset and manifesting with a little bit of magic. Awesome. So Caitlin does have a question. Um, She's saying, I was hoping we could check in with Tevis um, for her. I've been having a lot of dreams of him, really vivid and really just missing him and in general while in the hospital, uh, just for comfort, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, no, he is very present with you. Mm. Um, and anytime you think about him, it's right there, right? Um, and also, as we move closer into fifth density, the, the veil is getting thinner between the non-physical and the physical. It is. It's getting to the point where um, there's, there's going to be less doubt, right? Uh, you're, you're going to feel it first, and, and dreams are easy way 
for the non-physical to communicate with us because we have no resistance. We're in our non-physical state when we're in dreams. So yes, it's the easiest way for them to contact you, but absolutely. Um, and interestingly enough, the, the lesson I'm working on for our pendulums class tomorrow is about spirit communication with pendulums. So perfect timing. <laughs> You'll be able to talk to him via your pendulum very soon. Okay, we've got a question from Becky. Actually, there's two questions. All right, so I'm going to ask yeah. two questions. We'll make them quick. Um, what is my biggest block towards feeling enough? The only area I feel enough in is motherhood. So that's question one. Say it again. <clears throat> what is my biggest block toward feeling enough? The only area I feel enough in is motherhood. Okay, well, number one, you're, <laughs> first of all, you're an earth sign and a Taurus. They're naturally connected to motherhood and family and physical relationships. I mean, so one of the things I like to honor, it's, it's not some, um, we're not stuck in our sun signs, but we need to acknowledge and honor that we chose the sign we came in through. We chose it, right? It wasn't like randomly like a wheel spun and somebody shot us through a cannon and we landed in the sign that we chose. We, we chose it, right? So that you, you need to understand that there's a lot of strengths and attributes associated with your sign that you choose. And one of them is the nurturing aspect of motherhood. It's your strong suit. It is a strong suit. You know, you have to start looking a little bit in yourself as why is that not enough? Do you know? Do you know? I mean, here, no, let me share with you that one of my not enough places is that I'm not enough of a mother, right? My, one of my shame places is that I should be better somehow or, or um, this should be enough. And I know a lot of women who work feel that pain. So there is, I wouldn't say envy, but there's some appreciation on my side for the fact that you are so connected to it, right? So the, the grass always looks greener mm -hmm. on the other side, always. Yeah, so doing that exercise of the, the successes and the progress is going to help mm -hmm. you massively. So that yeah. would be something that I'd definitely recommend doing on a regular basis for you is to look where you are making progress, where you are making changes. Because um, you are, you've made some massive changes and big shifts in this last few years that I've seen and witnessed. So it's you're there, just keep going. Another thing you should look at is your daughter. If you weren't enough, would, she would show it. Okay. If you weren't enough, there would be issues there. And from what I can see from where I am, she's a very happy little kid. He is. She's gorgeous. So there you go. All right. Question two. <clears throat> I've been dreaming about my uncle Tony, whom I couldn't communicate well in life. So I'm having trouble with what he's communicating now. What's up? This is really interesting. A lot of people are mentioning dream stuff. We have another one over here talking yep. about dreams. It's going to become more and more vivid. The more we are in this higher vibration, the more connected we are to our psychic selves. So our astral body, our non-physical dimensions, we are becoming more tuned in. It's like, imagine when there was a radio station playing the whole time right? That was kind of like, you know, like in and out, in and out. And now it's like coming in, coming in. Getting clearer. What we're, uh, and what we're really experiencing is just this adjustment period of like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, I never thought I got that station. Right. And we're kind of like tentatively listening, like, 
because we're not sure if it's going to stay or if it's going to go away or if it's a fluke or an anomaly. So we're, we're, we're all kind of like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Am I experiencing and hearing what I'm hearing? And the answer is yes, you are. Um, as to what he's wanting to talk about, I mean, that I would take more time. I would have to actually connect into the energy. But the fact that you're receiving this information is real mm. and it's not going anywhere. So I, I want you to get comfortable with it. I want everyone who's listening to get really settled and, and feel, start to feel some security in that. This is the new normal. Okay. It's really exciting time. It's a really awesome. exciting time. Great. And you said you've got another one there about dreams. Yeah, one more about dreams here. So uh, Agnes is saying, I receive clear answers in my dreams. Shall I believe in them or reverse their assumption? My father for the first time appeared in my dream and said clearly, watch out for pee. Uh, dreams again. <laughs> yeah, well, you, this is so I know what, who she's referring to. And uh, the what you know, here's the thing with non-physical and when we hear communication, that's very rare. The fact that we're, I had another friend tell me that she just now is starting to hear her mother speak in dreams that she'd only seen her before. And now suddenly she can hear her. So I want you to remember, again, we're tuning into that, that station right now. When spirit talks, talking is the slowest form of communication. Spirit is more about feeling and visual, but mm. that's just easier. You get it that way, right? So when we are hearing words, they're using them very, um, it, it's like they're picking sparingly. the most, exactly, sparingly and picking really Purchase. succinct phrases, mm. right? Like yes, no, watch out kind of stuff. So the, the, the feeling about watching out, it has nothing to do with safety. It's more about like what you okay. know, what you're supposed to be doing is focusing in on what you want. And you know, in that particular situation, there's a lot of, he's asking for a lot of compromise. And from your, what we read for you, your path will be crystal clear and easy as long as you can stay totally focused on exactly what you want. Because the minute you start to compromise is where your values start to break down or you're not um, meeting your values. And so you start feeling inauthentic in yourself, which causes mental confusion and um, poor decision-making. Here's the problem with that, and I've noticed this as, as the 5D energy is ramping up, here's what's happening. If there's anything in our lives that is not in alignment and we haven't been paying attention to the signs up to right. this point, that's when it starts to, uh, it's kind of like, well, we've warned you as much as we can and we've given you the option to, to jump out and to follow what is actually truly right for you. And it gets to a point where it's almost like a four by two up the side of the head. It becomes... Yeah. It, it just gets to a point where you cannot continue down that path because the path has gotten so bad, so painful that you choose not to go there. So don't wait till it's got to the point where it's traumatic to be moving. Listen to what your heart is saying. Look for where you're out of alignment and come back into alignment within you first. Sometimes that means making some tough decisions. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, this is all, this is all good. What, what's exciting to see, what's exciting to see is how many people are feeling this alignment, whether you can put your finger on it or not. Mm. You're feeling it, you're experiencing it. 
Yeah, a lot of chaos, a lot of deep-seated stuff is coming to the surface, which is perfect because it means that you're going to clear it out and then your vibration will actually quantum leap ahead, which is what's trying to happen. That's why this, all this stuff is feeling so heavy, so hard, because it's showing you what is not in alignment, whether it's within you or within what you're doing. Right. Right. So how, really quickly, let's give them some steps to move back into alignment. I think you've already kind of covered it. One, get very clear about what you want, what feels good and feels right to you, and then start to assess what's happening in your world that may or may not be in alignment with that. There's going to be times where you're going to need to make a decision around, actually, that's not good or right for me. I need to close that door in some way, shape or form or shift into something else. Right. And yesterday I did a reading where there's uh, a lot is coming up right now. So inner power is sifting out deep seated or old, uh, old beliefs around partnerships and relationships, especially. Mm, So other people um, is a big, uh, this is, and this has been a feature for a while and I believe it's going to go on for about six months and we're about to go into a retrograde. So get, hold your onto your panties because it's about to get crazy. But where other people are involved, we are being asked to clear up our sides of the street and our beliefs because Mm -hmm. it's not just what we're experiencing. A lot of the pain is coming from our beliefs around it, right? Either what we believe they should be doing or our old held beliefs about what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Where we're attached, where we haven't let go, released, cleared, or forgiven. It's all coming up. Right. And, and it really goes, and the weirdest thing about the relationships that can really kind of F with your mind here is that it's really about yourself. Yes, It's about cleaning up your side of the street. So whenever um, you're getting into this sort of back and forth, um, they should fix it. They, you, like you got to look, I mean, this is hard for even for me to hear, but it's like, as soon as you point the finger, you've got three fingers pointing back at you. That means three times more of what you're saying has to be done by you than Mm -hmm. by them. Yeah. (sighs) There's only one thing I want to add to that because people who do a lot of personal development, and I've seen this time and time again, where we take too much responsibility for the other person. What I mean by that is we tend to stay in relationships longer because the, the thinking or the belief is, well, there's something here that I need to clean or fix up because it's obviously triggering something in me. But sometimes what's happening is there is a boundary. There is a point where it's, it's over. There's a line in the sand that you're not yeah. standing on and going, actually, that is not good. That is not right. Um, and it's not staying in it so long to kind of work out what is it I need to fix within myself because often it's actually there's nothing wrong. It's just, are you in alignment or are you not? And making the decision to go, actually, that is not that is not what I want in my world and walking away from that, closing the door. So be conscious of that too. Absolutely. So have clear boundaries. Know what your own limits are. Yes. Brilliant. That's awesome. Deep stuff today. I know. I was going to say, it kind of started light and then it got... <laughs> then it went... So do your uh, 40 things, and I would suggest do it every day and see what happens. It'll start changing the way you view yourself and the world. And notice if you have resistance around Yes, it's you so will. hard. You will have resistance, but there's something there. That's something to clean up, right? So that's good to know too. Good to know too. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, we'll wrap up from here, and until next time, relax. <gasps> We got this. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Panures Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.